and welcome to this week's edition of The Golfing Mind. I am, as always, your host, Robin Seeger. And uh, for the last two or three podcasts, we've been looking at putting. This week, I'm going to look at putting, but before the shot, as opposed to during the shot. I uh, have a thing I call the six rules of preparing to putt. Now, it sounds a lot, doesn't it? Six rules. It sounds like a pre-flight check for a fighter jet, but it's not really. They're very simple rules. And I think the first four are the most important. And if you're really, really committed to being a better putter and you're taking it as seriously as you can with possibly aspirations of getting your handicap down to a very nice small single number, then it would be worth pursuing numbers five and six. So rather than keep you in suspense, let's uh, get started. I often talk about the fact that um, golfers love to play golf, but they don't really practice with any sense of purpose. They will practice uh, as a way to loosen up or before a game, they'll go to the practice putting green and you'll see people putting trying to make a few short putts to give them a bit of confidence. But I very rarely, outside of the world-class golf clubs and professional events, seen practice putting greens which truly reflect what you're going to find in the course. Sometimes they're not as well-maintained. They can be a little slower, a little bumpier. And if you're just trying to loosen up and build up your confidence, that's fine. But more often than not, you'll miss putts and it doesn't really help you a huge amount. Um, because you're not practicing your putting with any purpose. But let's assume that um, you are serious about trying to improve your putting. So let me give you the uh, six rules. You know, rule number one is always use affirmative language. When you're talking to yourself or you're talking to yourself about the putt or to your partner about the putt, use affirmative language, be supportive. We need to use positive, supportive language on the green and use positive affirmations when we sense any self-doubt entering our thinking. So when you have a three-foot putt with three inches of break, slightly downhill, of course you're going to think, oh God, I could miss this putt. I don't want to miss this putt. Oh, if I miss this putt, we lose. That's not good. What to do is think it, think to yourself, I can make this. I've made them a hundred times before. Little break, confident, step over it and go. Number two, don't be afraid of a putt. It's very easy, as we mentioned before, over the three foot putt to be negative. And when we get negative, we generally get a little worried, anxious. I'm not saying we get physically anxious, but we wish we didn't have the putt. As opposed to, I mean, if someone said to you to win the match, you've got a one inch putt in front of a gallery of 10,000 people. Would you look forward to that one inch putt? You bet you would, because you know you can't miss a one-inch putt. I'm sure people have. Have I ever missed a one-inch putt? I hope not. Anyway, I know people who probably have. And um, But the truth of the matter is, if you step over the three-foot putt and you say to yourself, I'm going to make this. There was a good friend of mine many years ago called Jeremy. And he would stand over putts of up to 15 to 20 feet and he would rub his hands together and he would say, I fancy this. He was a wonderful putter. He was a truly wonderful clutch putter. But he'd rub his hands together and say, I fancy this. And we would think to ourselves, oh, he's going he's gonna to haul it now. And more often than not, he did. So I don't think there was ever a putt he was afraid of. He was very positive. 
Row number three, before you putt, expect to make it. And it's that simple. When we stand over a putt, we need a positive expectation that we'll make it, that we'll make the putt. Think of how much we encourage our children with positive messages of encouragement and reassurance. We should reassure ourselves with the same positive messages we should expect to deliver the perfect putt. Row number four, stay loose. When we tense up, our muscles tighten. We become more rigid and jerky in our actions. When someone throws a small ball or beanbag at us, we catch it without any thinking. Now imagine the same person is going to throw you a very fragile and incredibly expensive antique vase. Suddenly we're tense. If we drop it, there will be consequences. Now, we're anything but physically relaxed when that happens. We may still catch it, but it won't be a pretty catch. Trust me, putting requires that we are relaxed, the stroke fluid and consistent. If we're having thoughts which contain self-doubt or negativity, then staying loose is simply not going to be possible. Number five, remember your best putts. Many years ago, I was playing in a match in America and we were two down with five to play. And uh, I had a good 35, 30, 40. I'll probably get this up to 100 feet if I keep going, but it was easily 40 feet uphill putt. And I positively had to make it because we were, I was there in two and I needed this to make a birdie. And I looked at the putt and I had seen my partner take the same similar line. And I said to my partner at six inches left, he goes, you're right. I stepped up and I hit this putt and it tracked as though under GPS guidance, dead center. Our opponents who had a five or six foot putt for the half to stay two up missed. Whenever I have a challenging putt, I remember that shot. I re remember the feeling. I remember everything about it. And it builds and gives me a lovely feeling of confidence. You need to forget your bad putts and selectively remember your great putts, especially before you go onto the course. And number six, this is a personal one. And, um, and it's simply avoid being overstimulated. Overstimulation um, is one aspect of play in general and putting in particular, which is often overlooked. Let me explain what I mean by being overstimulated. Physiologically, we want our bodies to be in a relaxed state to perform at their best. We should arrive at the course in plenty of time. So we don't want to be rushed and have an adrenaline surge. We don't want to arrive having been driving too fast and being a bit sort of uh, hyper. We don't want to be changing in the car park and rushing to the first tee. If we do that, we'll be sweating, we'll have a racing heart and a knot in our stomachs. Does that sound familiar? This is what happens when we get stressed. When we get stressed, we get an adrenaline surge, we are overstimulated and a relaxed state is a distant memory. The more relaxed we are mentally, the more likely we are to perform without excess tension at the highest level. Yet the paradox remains, how can we relax and play competitive golf where every stroke matters in relation to the outcome of the match? It's not simply a case of being indifferent to the outcome of the match. Winning's important. We play to win. I, I love to win. Even in a casual midweek game with a friend when it's just a bounce match, we're both keeping score. We both want to win. But we must avoid putting additional pressures on ourselves by letting ourselves Imagine 
the worst and having our imaginations work against us. This happens when we allow ourselves to think, oh, today's not my day. When we assume the worst, when we think we're jinxed or that the stars are misaligned, suddenly we imagine we're destined to have a bad day we're not. Our imaginations can work for us or against us, so we should always imagine the best for every outcome over every putt. I would rather expect to make a putt and be surprised when it stays out than expect to miss it and be surprised when it drops. The sooner we become aware that we're in total control of our thoughts and the beliefs we hold about our ability as a putter, the sooner we'll be able to adapt our thoughts, attitudes and thinking style to assist our progression to be walk towards becoming the best putters we can be. And that's what we want. We want to be the best putters we can be. And when we have a bad day in the greens, forget it. Really forget it and turn up the next day. You know, I often ask people what kind of a putter are they? And I've said this before. People say to me, I'm not a very good putter. Oh, I'm a streaky putter. You know, I say, I just want you to tell me you're a great putter. Now, you might be a great putter having a bad streak. You might be a great putter who's having a bad month or a bad season. But you must always believe you're a good putter, even a great putter. And I believe it helps us relax. It helps us have better expectations and focus on the positive. Well, that's more or less the, the podcasts on putting finished. Uh, next week, I'll be starting a series of interviews and the podcast will be about 25 minutes in length. So I hope you enjoy these podcasts. I would be delighted if you'd share them. And if you have any questions arising from them, if you go to my website, which is seegergolf.com, um, that's S-I-E-G-E-R, golf.com, um, I'll be delighted to uh, help you. And also there's an online training course at seegergolf.com which looks at all aspects of all the work I've been doing over the last uh, 15 years. So anyway, I look forward to uh, you joining me again. And then, until then, all the very best. <laughs>